0: Welcome back to another rendition of Live from West End. It's a birthday day for Aiden Ruttman. It's October 25th. He is no longer a teenager. Jace Pollard is joining me today. And and let's do a little happy birthday. Happy Happy birthday to you happy birthday to you. Awesome, well Aiden, tell tell me how, how you feel, tell Jace how you feel being 20 and what it feels.
1: Um, I feel good. I feel a little weird not being a teenager. I realize it's been like seven years since I've not been a teenager. So I guess that's kind of weird. I'm also kind of bummed out I'm not 21 because everyone else is turning 21 right now. Um, But overall I feel pretty good. I got a good night of sleep last night, got a good fun night planned, I'm gonna watch some basketball, play some basketball, get dinner with some friends. Um. So it should be an overall overall fun night. Uh, feel good. Thanks, thanks for the birthday wishes, Who
0: was your most surprising text?
1: My most surprising text today.
0: Yeah, of someone like, wow, really? Mm. That that my sixth grade crush gave me a text that I haven't t- talked <laughs> well, to since high school. Well, I would have to
1: say that my sixth grade crush did not text me.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> loser.
1: That's a really good question, actually.
0: We can get back to you. Uh,
1: yeah, I would have to think about it. I don't. How I don't think this? I've gotten who- any particularly surprising texts just yet.
0: Who was your first text?
1: Um, Barry. Fair. Hustler. Uh, Aiden has a new director. girlfriend yeah. now. Congratulations. Um, so she texted. Actually, technically, my friend on the East Coast called me at 12. So I guess that, but, like, it wasn't yeah. actually my I birthday. I have some
0: thing with birthdays. Like, it's, it. who do you think you are to, like, text someone at midnight of someone's birthday if you're not that close with them? You agree or no?
2: No, dude. It's just polite, bro. Oh, But if it's,
0: like, midnight, like... Eh. Someone you know vaguely, I don't want that what, person what to be like, I'm on the middle ground with
1: you guys. I do get what you mean, but also it's like a nice gesture. I, I usually do don't think that much of it.
2: Yeah, I do it if I have an agenda. What agenda do you have? I don't, everything in life is transactional.
1: All right. I'm scared of you.
0: Um, let's right. transition to football. Really exciting to talk about birthdays and, and happy thoughts, but let's talk more on the negative side. Vanderbilt has lost six straight games, they are now two and six. But they did win their first game against the spread against Georgia. We talked about that a bit last week. But let's talk Woo! about what you guys think Vanderbilt will improve on after the bye week and, and things that you look for in their game against Ole Miss. They're 24-and-a-half-point underdogs. Chase, what do you see here?
2: I think that Vanderbilt has the ability to cover the spread once again because 24-and-a-half is a lot for an Ole Miss team that has struggled in the last two weeks with Auburn and Arkansas. They've won those two games by seven apiece. I think they beat LSU by, what, just like six? So it's not like they've had dominant wins recently. I'm not saying that Vanderbilt can keep it as close as those teams did. Um, but certainly they haven't shown the ability really to blow anybody out since the non-con. Uh, Jackson Dart is good. I don't think he's an elite quarterback. Um, I don't even know that he's in the top third. Maybe just the edge of the top third. Of Do you think he's the best
0: quarterback we'll have played so far?
2: No, I don't. I think Carson Beck's probably the best quarterback we've played so far.
0: I think Brady Cook's the best quarterback we've played so far. That could be true. I, I think Dart is.
1: Really? Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking at the stats now.
2: Yeah, he didn't have a great year last year.
1: He did not have a great year at all. He's definitely been better this year. Is he a sophomore now or a junior?
2: No, he's at least a junior.
1: Okay. Um, I think he's good. I don't know. The thing I'm looking for, for from Vanderbilt in this game is actually getting their playmakers involved. I feel like now they've had a, you know, two plus weeks of a break or two weeks of a break to reassess. Be like, all right, these are our playmakers. Let's get them the ball. Let's figure out ways to scheme plays around them because I think that they get so far away from Shepard and McGowan at times that it's just like they – fall completely out of the game plan. Um, so that's kind of what I'm looking for from them.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think it's a game where, I think we've been saying this the past few games, we shouldn't be waiting till we get to the red zone to, to look to Will Shepard, right? Right. But let's look, look we really used Jaden McGowan really well last week. I hope for, for a similar type of situation. And then we've had, I think, six consecutive games, or I don't know if we've had a game since Alabama AM and m where we've had more than 100 yards on the ground. That's unacceptable. You need to improve Despicable. in that category. And and we talked about that last week. I really think it's on the offensive line. I mean, Cedric Alexander is a pretty fast player, but when you have no holes to, to move out, it's really hard. And then and then before we talk about Ken Seals, what do you think needs to improve for our rushing game to be better?
1: Yeah, I mean, I kind of struggle to believe that it will get better just because I, I don't really see what can change. I just don't think that they have the personnel necessarily to do it. But, I mean... Maybe the offensive line gets a little more cohesive because they've got more time to work and more time to practice But at the same time they had a whole offseason and came out completely flat and have been flat since and I don't know I just don't think that they've got the size in the backfield to overcome, you know Having defenders in the backfield immediately right when you run the ball So i'm not expecting a ton here, but you know, maybe using speed on the outside It's obviously harder to run it to the outside when the offensive line is struggling but that's kind of the strength of this backfield room is quickness and pace so maybe they can use that to their advantage
2: I mean I think if we just called up more deep shots that the run game will get better because we'd yeah. actually be spacing the field vertically uh, which is what you know pretty much every other successful modern offense does it's what except Ole Miss does. except the
1: Atlanta Falcons
2: are they a successful modern offense no good point okay, yeah yeah I, I forgot about the successful yeah. sorry I hate I think, the Falcons. I think Desmond Ritter is probably as good as Swan and seals though aren't they Re-leading leading their division? Players?
1: Uh yeah actually they yeah but are. that's
2: also like winning the Mac
0: yeah
1: well that I mean that division their defense is good the Falcons defense yeah, is actually true. a quality de- I mean baseline like quarterback and coach horrendous no, everywhere actually, else they're good
2: we're pretty much the Falcons because we we have like three Kyle Pitts on our teams and we don't throw the ball to them at all true yeah
1: true who's the third Humphreys
2: yeah okay he's just he's even younger Kyle Pitts right yeah
1: right they're all younger Kyle Pitts who's yeah. the
0: second McGowan McGowan
2: yeah Shepherd yeah yeah
0: Humphrey. but he's not like a None Not of them, I right, mean, right, none right, of
1: yeah. those are, no, there are no physical comps to Will Shepard is closest to it. Rock Dude, Kyle, Kyle Pitts probably has 50 to 60 pounds on Will Shepard.
2: Yeah, that's right. Maybe, yeah. Kyle Pitts is like 6'6", six, six, 250. He's also got like about $6 million. <laughs> <laughs> <If he laughs> I think goes bam for ban. Yeah, that is, weighs a
0: lot, too. <laughs> this is a good time to talk about the quarterback conundrum. This is going to be Ken Seals' third start. He came in the second half of the Kentucky game and really secured the ball, had good ball security. I had the privilege to be with Jace that game. and He was always saying, like, yeah, I know Swan thro- throws really bad interceptions, has a lot of turnovers, but I don't think turning the seals is the right move because it's kind of just abandoning to the, oh this is our this is our quarterback of the future, um, narrative. Now seals is the starter. The idea of an elbow contusion, let's just put that out of the window. I know they say he's still sore, but he's healthy. If he wasn't throwing interceptions, he would be playing on Saturday, and we all agree with that. I I think seals is like a short term fix. But it's really just like putting a Band-Aid on your wound. What's going to happen moving forward? Because Seals will be gone most likely. Swan won't want to sit out. Swan might be gone too. Yeah, exactly. And there's a good chance he transfers. So so what do you guys think is going to happen this weekend? And then from a big picture thing, how how do you feel about Clark Lee going away from the future and going toward old, reliable? And we know what we're going to get out of Ken Seals.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ken Seals is trustworthy. He's not going to turn the ball over the way that Swan will, but he's not going to throw touchdowns and throw the ball down the field as well as Swan. Like He just doesn't have the arm strength that Swan does. I do think Seals actually has a little bit more mobility, which I think is worth consideration. Not that either are particularly athletic and fast, but it's worth noting. Um, I don't even hate, I know Jace is going to love this idea, I don't even hate seeing Swan play like one more game Just, like, throw him out there, see what he's got, see if, like... Just, like, against Tennessee or something? Yeah, I mean, just, like, against whoever, honestly. Just, like, see him one more time. Be like, all right, before we fully move on, let's be certain that the elbow contusion wasn't screwing him up, that it wasn't, like, first five games jitters. Like, let's just, like, give him a chance. Okay. And then if he's, like, a stinker the way that he has been, then you can move away. And like you said, in the future, we go look in the transfer portal. Maybe, just maybe, we see what Walter
0: Taylor's got. No. Again, uh, not no. the answer though. No. Why not? He's a four star. I guess it's like Joe oh. Burrow. So he's a third string in Ohio State. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, well don't uh, yeah, compare yeah. us to he's Ohio. Def- State. Definitely Joe but I'm just thinking who's like a third string quarterback. No, but he's in a college. freshman. He was a
1: four star recruit and he's big, strong,
0: athletic. There's gotta be a reason he's the third string for Vanderbilt right now. The coach is a freshman. Is- also the coaches probably don't see anything. Uh
1: I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing something. Yeah,
2: I don't trust their eye to be fair. I Yeah, I don't trust tr-
1: like, I don't trust the coaching staff at Vanderbilt. Yeah, <laughs> I don't
2: I don't understand why you would want to play steals like you have to win out to make a bowl game. I think just about everybody is under the impression that that's not going to happen. So why
1: not just play for upside? So
2: why not just play for upside or play for what is best for development for next year when you actually have goals? It's I, really I don't you're think they're doing this right now to save face is all they're doing. It's yes. the same thing Yeah, that's what they're doing is they're trying to win by a little bit less. Or lose. Or by lose sorry, bit. lose by a little bit less. Yeah, and I think yeah. it
0: looks like Clark Lee, If you were to look at his his record, you don't want to have two losses in his first year and two losses in the third. And and I, I think we all agree. I, I or me and Aiden agree. Seals has a better chance of winning a game right now than Swan.
1: Just, yeah, but I don't think either has above like a five percent chance. Right.
0: but I don't think I think Jace. Like we were talking about, I think you kind of look at them the same as chances of winning.
2: Yeah, I mean, more or less. I mean, I think the offensive line is more important. Like, I don't think there's that big of a discernible difference. I mean, yeah, Swan is going to be a little bit higher upside. Like, he could hit a couple big plays, but he's probably going to let you down and throw a couple big interceptions to take you out of the game.
1: No, I I agree with Jace to some extent, because it's not like you're like, oh, we're going to use Seals, play it safe, and rely on the run game. Like, Seals is still going to have to win the game. They can't run the ball.
2: Why are we playing it safe? We're not playing for anything.
1: I I agree with him to some extent. It's more, do you feel like the costly mistakes that Swan makes are going to outweigh the few throws that he's going to make better than Seals and for me it's no which is why I prefer to see Seals out there marginally but it, it that's that's more of like a, an, a, or a subjective thing of like do I actually believe in Swan and the answer is no not at all because I think his throwing mechanics are horrendous yeah. I think I mean he throws off his back foot he's got this weird like side thing go. like I just don't I just don't buy it. I don't buy it flat out.
0: I agree and I think another thing to add is Seals had such a solid beginning of the game against Georgia. I know he had that late interse- he had an interception late in the first half that Georgia ended up capitalizing and scoring a touchdown on. But Swan Swan or sorry, Lee and their program is so rewards oriented and they want to like show that they believe in Seals and he had a good game and they want to reward him in some some aspect.
2: But, like, to what end? We're not playing for anything remaining this year. We'd have to win out to make a bowl game, which was, like, ostensibly the goal of this team heading into the year. So if we have one more loss, why not just pull everybody who won't be back next year and start the development?
0: Yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah, I'd I be cool with I honestly
2: would be cool with Walter Taylor the more that I think about it.
1: Like, I firmly believe that Swan is not the guy. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him one or two more times just to be like, let's make the sure, coaches, like I was saying no, earlier. No, he's not the guy. That's why right. he's not playing. Yeah. But then let's just give Taylor a shot. Okay, Like, why not? Fair. They benched Mike Wright last year, just so you know. And then when Mike Wright came back, he was the best player on the team, and he won them those two games. And Let's true. just make that clear. Mike, Mike Wright was the back.
0: The game. Yeah, I guess back of third string at that point. Whatever.
1: Cares? But, like, that's my point is Mike Wright was the second string behind Seals, came in, he was the starter, then he got benched, then he was the second string again, and then he came in again. So, like, why not see what Taylor's got? Like, what is there to lose? What if maybe, just maybe, he's got that, that X factor that turns on when the game starts. What if he's just got that innate ability? Like, why not try? He was a four star. Like they're there that's a good get for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt getting a four star is not that common. It's not the way that it would be for Alabama or Georgia No, you're right. Like, oh, we need a five star quarterback to come in and start if they're gonna be a freshman. Like, Swan was a four star. He was starting as a freshman. We get two to three four stars a class. Let's use him.
0: Let's look at the defense now. Ole Miss, on the other hand, has a rushing attack. That is one of the best in the SEC. They put up, I think oh it was guys. 59. Was it 56 points against LSU? I know Jace thinks that in, in college it's football, 55. 50, 55, 50 plus points has kind of become the norm. But anytime I see that being <clears throat> consistent, I think they have the third most points scored in the game in the SEC behind LSU and Alabama. They are very, very solid all around. I, I just, I just look for when I'm when I'm watching this rush defense. You, I will guarantee that Ole Miss will have so many rushing yards because Clark Lee's defense, like the mentality you saw in the Wake Forest game, is he's trying to limit the big plays. They will be taking those eight-yard runs so consistently. Yep. So how do you plan to stop it and contain them and make this game as competitive, or, or as competitive for as long as possible?
1: It always feels weird to answer these questions, and I know Jace is thinking the exact same thing that I am because you try and evaluate what can they do and you just know they can't do it. <laughs> yeah, Nothing. Like, you know that they can't do it. So well, I would be sitting here and C.J. Lo- CJ Taylor will be back. I is think. he playing? Ooh. Okay. I, we're banged up on defense. Yeah.
0: Or no, sorry. CJ Taylor won't.
2: Is doubtful. Uh, okay. The Ricky Wright will be back.
0: Yeah, I mean, losing Taylor is pretty big. That's yeah. a terrible loss. He had a great game against Georgia. I mean, he has a great game every I week.
2: I do want to clarify my comments. I didn't say that 50-plus was the norm in college football. I said it was the norm against LSU this season. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Because that defense is terrible. Uh, I yeah I mean, I think the mentality of this team is yeah you limit the big plays and then you just play red zone roulette and we've been losing that roulette game for three years now yep. and <laughs> I guess we kind of have to continue to play it because what else are we gonna do I was gonna say
1: like there's no they're not getting stops consistently like no. especially against Quinshawn, Judkins Jackson Dart like in that read option yeah. they're gonna get burnt they're they're just gonna get destroyed so you either stack the box but then you stack the box and what happens well they burn you I mean that's what yeah. they did to us last year Jonathan Mingo had what. Like eight catches for 220 two hundred twenty yards and touchdowns.
0: Two, he had a really big
2: touchdown at the end of the first half. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um none of those this year for my fantasy team.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, no. Adam Thielen, though. That's the Panthers. It's, it's a dynasty wanna... league. It's a dynasty league. Oh, okay, so I okay. But like, um,
2: yeah, I don't know. There's there's basically nothing that can be done. I mean, I think the best defense that we can play is with the special teams. We're gonna have those punts.
1: And just like pin you know? them yeah, and just, just pin like them hope down. to get a three we're, and out. We're
2: gonna play like a Big Tim West team. And we have the offense of a Big Tim West team. Yeah,
1: because when you when you Pin him deep, you can stack the box a little bit more because you're a little less worried about the pass. So maybe that's a strategy. I'd like to see Matt Hayball play quarterback. That's what I'd really like to see. I'd like guys. to see a fake. Oh, it's guys. a fake punt. It's a fake oh, punt. Just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I he had a fake punt last year, didn't he? He ran, hit like a thirty yard rush. He's he's like sneaky fast.
2: Did you the one Mizzou hit the other week? Oh, that was ridiculous. That was
1: they got so bailed. That should not have been it. like it was a great throw. For a punter, but like the receiver was standing there for like four seconds and the defender just missed the ball
0: This is my theory I don't think we have we don't we don't often have great fake punt opportunities because it's usually like fourth and six Fourth and seven when it's fourth and one or fourth and two we're usually going for it And when we're in our own territory with all the penalties we've been having I usually see a fourth and five But I love I love the optimism and thought to do that I think we have to I, I know we are very negative as we should be, because Vanderbilt is two and six and have not been sh- have been showing once again that they are the laughing stock of the SEC. But I do believe to an extent of moral victories. And I do think there's something to be said with being within one possession against Georgia until five minutes within the fourth quarter. I, I know Georgia is the number one team, and they might have been overlooking Vanderbilt, but there's something to be said about Ken Seals playing within himself against Georgia, and that's why he's remaining the starter this weekend. I think you're right. I don't I also think they cared. What? I don't think they cared. Georgia? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but even them sleepwalking to only lose by 17. Okay. Georgia team okay. is not as good as the last two Georgia No, it's teams. not at all. They're not it's the best not. team in the country. They're not the best team in the
1: country Michigan, Michigan at all. should be just by three three So good. Yes. Yeah, oh. but... Well, Michigan, Michigan, so Michigan good. steals
0: signs,
2: but other than I'm kidding. Wait, no. You mean they scout? Yeah, they yeah. just scout. That's literally just scouting. I don't understand why this <laughs> me is and I send
1: deal. my uh, coaches to games to watch the teams that we're going to play. Yeah, that's literally Should, we, decide, start, should
0: we start
2: sending writers to. Yeah, yeah do let's start that. sending I writers do to every Tennessee. Week. It's called me sitting in my dorm all day watching football. Like I yeah, like yeah sue no. me yeah, Michigan I've been scatting Michigan the New York will, Giants a lot lately. Michigan
0: will play Georgia in the national championship.
2: I don't, I don't
1: I don't even know if that. I believe that. No, I'm gonna no, be no. honest with you. Yeah, I think there's lose. a chance if both Michigan and Ohio State are undefeated going into the game, and it's a good game. It's true. Both are gonna make the playoff, and they might play each other in the Natty.
0: That, that's impossible because one of them oh, will, say one good. of them will lose in the, in the game against each other, and then the loser can't be a two seed if Georgia's undefeated.
2: It would depend you're, on the rest well, of the country. Be, and there's only four teams. It would depend on FSU. Three. It would depend on Washington, Texas, Oklahoma. It's good to depend Yeah, on you're
1: the true. Football. I don't think Georgia is the second best team in the country. I
0: don't know. No, I don't, but I don't okay. Know. Even if it's a top five team, I'm still impressed that Vanderbilt's within one possession yeah. against I the just, fourth quarter. I there's just something think it's a lot
1: to say that I agree. It's a moral victory. I don't think it's that much of a moral victory because we're basically saying, oh, Vanderbilt only lost by 17 against a borderline top five team that wasn't trying that hard. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but if Georgia, Georgia
1: came out and was like, "We're gonna beat the not, brakes it's off it's them," it's
0: not our fault they didn't try that hard.
1: Yeah, but it, it ah. but if they did try, yeah, it kind of is our fault because we stink. But. You know, if we did try that hard, then maybe we would have lost by more. Yo, know, Kirby
2: was, Smart's kid was throwing candy at the student section during the game. I mean, that's C- some, CJ that's
0: Taylor. Sorry, yeah. CJ Taylor had a great interception. Like that—that's something to be said. There, there were some there, great yeah. plays against yeah. Georgia, but there it's individual is individual plays and I d- individual performance. I do performances. think there is an improvement when we look at the past two Georgia games, where there's something positive. I agree with you. Yeah, Georgia got worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we lost. I'm with you. Yeah, Regression,
1: regression to the mean. Yeah, both sides, regression to the mean. Sure. But yes, no, I agree with you. It's a more impressive performance. It's it a is. better performance than the other two games. Yeah.
0: Jace, I want you to know Aiden was such a delusional optimist last year and now he's back on the dark side of, Good. of understanding. Yeah, Jace was, was never was Jace like, was never in the thing, studio. J- I predicted them to a win thing. a lot here's of the games thing. last year.
2: We are actually we do not have the worst record in the SEC. We have tied for the worst record in the SEC with Arkansas, with two and six. Arkansas, who is also winless of the T- conference.
0: Tell us if Vanderbilt played Arkansas. Can you just give me like a simulation? Tell us what would happen. KJ Jefferson throws it at First Bank Stadium.
2: <laughs> um, both teams would attempt to run the ball a lot, and the other defenses both suck, so they'd probably be actually okay at it. And they let's see, the over under for that game should reasonably be set at like forty two and a half. It is probably not getting there. Really? Uh, Arkansas, yeah. No, Arkansas is not good. I mean, wait, wait. Does Arkansas have Dan Enos in this universe? The offensive coordinator they just fired?
0: Um, Yeah, sure. Hey, oh, no. if they
2: ha- Oh, if they have them, then it's like they only win by like seven. If they don't have them, they probably win by like 17.
1: Yeah, I think it's whatever the spread is, Vanderbilt's probably not covering because it's not going to be more than 15 if they're at home. I just think KJ.
2: Arkansas is so bad, dude. Yeah,
1: but KJ Jefferson is like he'd be no, the best player on the field. No, it's, torch it's, Vanderbilt. It's,
2: yeah, KJ would, but again, the problem was Enos there because they were. Is Raheem not Sanders a healthy good... or still no? Dog, I don't even remember. They put up three points last game. I wasn't doing in. There.
1: yeah, it's probably a miserable game. And to you watch. know, they
2: put up those three points because Mike Wright at the very beginning of the game the first pass through yeah. an interception. They get a field goal off that. Go up three zero. Don't score the rest of the game. Mike Former Mike, game. Mike Wright. Yeah, he got two offensive coordinators fired this year. Yeah, ba- back
0: Wright. back up to Will Rogers. He he got a chance to start this weekend and and he played very solid and and he showed that. Maybe he's okay playing as a backup at Mississippi State over Vanderbilt because he he's, has an opportunity to, to win league. SEC games. He's going to the league. He might 100%. be going, what league, Canada Football League? Yeah.
1: I was thinking the XFL. Did you see that Dubai started a really? baseball league? Oh, called that's
0: so dangerous. Ba-
1: baseball United or something like that. And that's the, f- awesome. the fourth overall pick, 40-year-old Robinson Cano. Do you know who Robinson can? No, race? yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You know, Ro- no, he- I know like ten baseball players. Max, okay, he's Robinson,
0: Yankees Cano, legend, Yankees, oh, okay. Mariners. Uh-oh. He he might have made a stop at my New York Mets for a little because I know he did. Uh-huh. Curtis Granderson did. I think they both. Did. I just okay. know that dude
2: on the Rays, and that's about um, it. Anyway, Ooh.
0: baseball, everything's great. Let, well, it's no longer. On oh, the Rays. oh, we're oh, about oh, to transition. Oh, well, <laughs> we're about to transition to Vanderbilt soccer. A lot of exciting stuff there. But before we do that, let's do game predictions with, for Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. I see actually a, a competitive game. Completely agree with you, Jace. 24 and a half points isn't enough. I see Ole Miss 41, Vanderbilt 21. Still 20 points. I see some garbage t- garbage touchdowns late. And then we'll see what happens. But Jackson Dart and that, uh, and that RPO offense will just be too much to handle for Nick Howell and the lackluster defense of Vanderbilt. I'm going to
1: say that Ole Miss – barely covers, and they win 34-9. to nine. And Vanderbilt is held out of the end zone entirely. But they do get three field goals. That's my prediction. I just, I don't know.
0: You I, think we're going to make three out of three field goals, or we'll go like three out of four? No, I five. think we'll make
1: three. I think they'll all be kind of like close-ish, like within 40. Except shots. Yeah, I, I think Borsell is pretty good within 40, I feel yeah. like. Um, I don't know. I just don't see Vanderbilt being competitive in a game that, like, they're playing a team that exposes pretty much all the weaknesses on their roster. Not that every team doesn't do that. Um, But I think that Ole Miss just runs all over them, which is why I don't think Ole Miss is going to score that. Like, if Ole Miss had a powerful passing offense, I'd say it's probably upwards of 50. But because it's running, like, I think, you know, more time gets taken off the clock that way, and it ends up being just 35.
2: I'll be an optimist here. I'm going to say 28-13 to Ole Miss. Okay. Uh, That Vanderbilt score is a touchdown and two field goals.
1: Okay. Um, Who scores the touchdown?
2: Shepard. Because they force feed him.
1: Good. His dad will be happy.
0: We are all in the same boat. We predict Vanderbilt to lose their seventh straight game, and we'll see what happens if Vanderbilt loses. We'll be talking about more about this quarterback controversy next week when Vanderbilt prepares to play probably their easiest game of their SEC schedule against the Auburn Tigers. I, I miss the days with Gus Malzahn. I loved him. I, I loved too. those years. He- he's been solid for UCF. I know they, they didn't um, end the game against Oklahoma as they would have wanted to, but... Those type of coaching in those years of the SEC are kind of over, but, but I, that that's what I always think about Auburn. So to think of them as such a bad team is still weird in my mind. Um, nevertheless, let's talk about Vanderbilt soccer. On Thursday, their last regular season game. Vanderbilt soccer hasn't won a game on the road, but they've done very well at home. They play Tennessee. If you win the game, you make the SEC tournament. If you lose, you likely don't. And if you tie... Doesn't
1: everyone make the SEC tournament?
0: No, I thought. Uh, no. Maybe I'm talking about, See, I think, like, top ten. Okay. To make it. Laura, Laura Top, the SID, was telling me something about, like, making it, I think, past the first round. That's what she must have insinuated. Oh, Jana, yeah, Nicole you got to buy. Like, I know in basketball everyone makes it, but... I think it's a similar structure to basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what I was saying. Yeah, and, and Vanderbilt that, and that is 8th, currently... Eighth, I think. Yeah. So a, a lot ninth, of exciting ninth. stuff. You're going to need... To rely on your veterans in Ella Eggleston, or sorry, and Kate Devine, Rachel Dresky, and Amber Wynn. Freshman Ella Eggleston, you need to look for her to be scoring goals. And and me and Frankie Sheehy will be on the beat on Thursday, and that'll be really exciting. Really encourage you all to make it out to the soccer complex on Thursday at 7 p.m. Central because it will be rocking as it's, last, it's Vanderbilt's last home game of the season.
2: Are we doing a prediction? Yeah, I, 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 I think we tie this game. Uh, we ha- I, really? I want to say we haven't lost at home yet. Like we've tied games, but I don't think we've flat out lost. We at have not. Home. We have not lost. At yeah, home. we're actually so like,
1: the only one of only two teams in the SEC that has not lost at home.
2: Yeah, so we're like the Warriors we two years ago, where we could only win at home and we lose every game on the road. Or like any old Arkansas basketball team. Uh, Very
0: honored you just related us to the Golden State Warriors. When they were mid. Um, anyway, oh, right. so
2: <laughs> I think so. the soccer team is actually quite good. But I mean, I think the goal going into the season was not just to like get good seating in the SEC tournament, which is unfortunately what we're talking about now. It was to make the NCAA tournament for another year to try to go further than we were last year. They, they can really still seen. make it. Oh, they definitely can still make it. They would need to probably, I mean... They need to win a game or two. Yeah, they need to win a game or two of yeah, the, to the SEC tournament, which is definitely not outside the realm of possibility, but that's no, also yeah. going to be in Pensacola, and again, we haven't been very good on the road no, for no. whatever reason. So, I mean, Ella's awesome. I think that she is, like, the future of the team as a scorer. I mean, she has, what, like, the second most goals in the year behind Oresky. rescue? Or she's ridiculous. Yeah, no, know. She's incredible. She hasn't even started the last couple of games. They've been bringing her in off the I pitch. saw that, yeah. Yeah, and as soon as they bring her in, and she just... It's good looks at the goal. I mean, I, I don't know why they don't start it, but also other people know a lot more about soccer strategy than I do, so I'm yeah. not not going to question Coach Ambrose here. But, I mean, they're they're good, but they're still not what we thought they were going into the year, but they have the ability to rectify that now.
1: I agree. And um, This game against Tennessee is big because Vanderbilt currently has 11 conference points. Tennessee has 9. So if Tennessee beats them, they're going to get jumped. And then also LSU has 10. Florida has 9. Both could also jump Vanderbilt if they win their games. So... Big game. At the very least, you gotta tie it. If they tie it, they should be the eighth or ninth seed, which I do believe gets them a bye, like one bye. They wouldn't get the second bye. but you take a bye, win, and then pull off some upset against one of the top few teams, and then you're probably in the tournament.
2: Wild statement. Do we even want buys? Do we want to just play as many games as possible? No, no. You want buys. You want done? buys. Recovery. And
0: they've played. They've played so many games at this point of the season. I know it's not as gruesome as football. I'm sure everyone's a little bit banged up, and uh, having as much recovery is, is really important.
1: Yeah, I, I do get the sentiment of what you mean, though. Like, Vanderbilt basketball having one by hurt them a little bit last season because they didn't get that extra win. Like Th- that that extra was so different. Really they were riding so high. In, no, no, in I know. Games. It's, it's completely different. But I, I do get what Jace is saying. Like, if you can get two wins, then losing that third might look a little bit better. But also the experts will know, like, you play two terrible teams, like you got to beat a good team, so you might as well take the bye and go from there. Sure.
0: Absolutely, let's transition to our non sports takes or non Vanderbilt takes. We should say, We're not gonna um, do
2: bowling, yeah. We can talk bowling,
0: I guess we could. I was gonna go hey. anything about Vandy, but why not? We have the bowling specialist, yeah, Chase well. Pollard here. Talk about our first ma- uh tournament this year, or do I say match? Really, really good performance, Vanderbilt bowling one. Talk about some some key players and what went well for the Commodores.
2: Yeah, so this is a uh, reigning national champion, number one overall national seed, or uh, <laughs> top ranking in the nation, Vanderbilt Commodore bowling. Uh, we had the first tournament this weekend. It was in Madison, Wisconsin. We played 14 games, so it was a pretty small tournament. Uh, there was only one other ranked team. Can
0: you can you just sorry sorry to slow you down, but for the people that don't understand, explain how the games gotcha. and the format work. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So. Over the weekend at the tournament, because it was small and there were only seven other teams, we played each team twice, and we played... Typically what happens in these tournaments, and you don't usually play every team twice, because usually you have more than seven other teams there, but there's two different kinds of matches that you play with another team. Uh, You play Baker matches and traditional matches. So I guess you start with the traditional matches, which is kind of what you traditionally think of when you think bowling, which is, I am one player, I'm going to go and bowl a full 10-frame game, and you have five players on one team that are doing that. So you have five people on one team playing their individual you know, standard bowling game of 10 frames. And then at the end of those 10 frames, uh, you count up the points for that team. That's how many points that team has, whichever team in aggregate has more points wins that match. So that's a traditional match. A Baker match is a little bit different. Uh, instead of having everybody play individual games, you have still the five players for your one team and you have one person bowl the first and sixth frames, another person do two and seven. Another do three and eight four nine five ten. 10. Um, so basically what that means is that it's a little bit more, I guess, by or skewed, I would say in favor of teams that are like really top heavy that have like one or two really good players because that 10th frame is more valuable. And so then when you only have one person doing the the 10th frame, uh, as opposed to, you know, everybody in the team doing it in the traditional match, it does kind of make it to where the teams that are more top heavy are a little bit more advantage there and depth is a little bit more of a premium in a traditional match. But basically that happens five times. You aggregate that, and then you know whichever team one does that. Now, usually at these tournaments, it would be based on win-loss record. But again, because everybody was playing everybody twice, uh, the way this tournament did it is it was just on the total pin count for the entire weekend. Um, so just the total amount of pins that we knocked down in the 14 games that we played. Now, for the individual games, we went 13-1. and won. Wow. Yeah, the only game that we lost was actually the very final game that we played on Sunday. So these are three-day tournaments. Um, you play five games on Friday or five matches on Friday five on Saturday, and then just the remainder of them on Sunday in bracket play. But, um, yeah, so we lost the final game against Wisconsin Whitewater, who's ranked 20th. We beat them the first time. Um, All the rest of the competition there was unranked. There were, like, small liberal arts schools around the South that just happened bowling teams. So we, we cleaned up house against teams that weren't amazing.
0: Do you think there was something mental at the end, you know, losing that match knowing that the tournament's kind of ours?
2: Yeah, that's basically what – so I, I talked with uh, Coach John Williamson after the tournament, and that was basically his thought that, you know, you're on your 14th match of the weekend. You've won, You've 13, won of 13 of them. You've won 13 of them. The tournament is secured for them by this point, right, unless they just go out and gutterball everything. So it's kind of like we've already won. What are we doing here? We've been here for forever. And that was kind of the vibe that that coach said that the team was carrying into that last match. Yeah. Um, but yeah, team was awesome this year. We also had a player, Paige Peters, win the individual um, award for the tournament. She came awesome. in first with her average uh, junior recovering from injury. Uh, yeah, so she's going to be really good this year.
0: Jace, thank you so much for talking about bowling. We will have Jace on the podcast a lot more moving forward. Now let's transition to anything but Vandy. Aiden, what, what, what's what been on your mind? I know it's, it's your birthday. So do you have any like birthday memories that, that you want to ch- share for your anything but Vandy or you want to go a different route?
1: Hmm, That's a good question. Um I don't know if I have any specific birthday memories. I guess my question for you guys is like, if you could have, if, assuming your birthday is say on a Saturday or like it's over a break and you don't have school, yeah. like what is your ideal day look like?
2: Mm. Sitting with my dog, eating nice. pizza rolls. What type of dog? Nice. Toy poodle. Uh, hanging out with my mom. That's really it. Nice. I, don't, I don't like other people. I'm kind of a hater. So.
1: That's fair. I, I know that about you. Yeah, Top like 800 to hater in the world over here. Yeah, Actually, I just formulated some rankings.
2: Oh, facts! Can yeah. we do hater ranking? Yeah, I'm player hater of the
0: year.
1: You're definitely number one hater at Vanderbilt.
0: For for me, it's it, it's it's more more about the the, the people that I'm with, kind of like Jace just said, that than where I am. Like the most important people in my life, whether it's my best friends or parents, I just want to share those memories with them, because those are the type of people that when I'm down, I've been with them or have been with me, and that's what's that's what you realize in birthdays, like. You're gonna get that random text on your birthday, but will that person be for you, be there for you when something isn't going well? And when something isn't going well, those are the people you should be spending the good times with. So that's my answer.
1: Nice. That's very nice. Yeah, mine mine that's very beautiful, Andrew. Thanks. Thank you for sharing that. Appreciate um, you <laughs> Mine, similar to Jace, probably be sitting with my family watching football. Uh, if my day could be on a day, it would be Sunday. I'd wake up early, go for a run with my dad, come back, go get bagels. Eat a bunch of food, and watch football all day, sit with my brother, mom, dad, dogs, that, and then go to bed. And that's like the ideal day. Unfortunately, I just like that's impossible to do. on And what Wednesday kind of I dogs do you have? Wheaton terrier. Okay. And
2: What's that? that sounds like a cereal. Um. <laughs> does yeah sounds it does like actually. a pretty bad cereal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No beautiful dog though. I'll show you guys photos really? once. Of, yeah, gorgeous dog. He kind of looks like a. A golden doodle a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, and then a, a doodle, so Bernie's Mountain Dog Poodle mix. Nice. Beautiful, nice. beautiful dog. She could be in – Yeah, yeah, bougie dog. She could be in shows. Like, she's insane. Uh, I'll show you photos after. Anyways, that's that's what my birthday what – are, What are you guys' ABVs looking like?
2: Uh, NBA started yesterday. Woo! Uh, looking for – Actually – so, Stephen Adams is going to be out. Stephen Adams, the Grizzlies center, I'm a Grizzlies fan, he's going to be out the entirety of the season. They just announced that he is having a season-ending surgery. Fun. And uh, there's no other center on the roster except for Xavier Tillman. Who don't is, sleep on
1: Xavier Tillman. No, he's, he's a dog.
2: No, he's good, but I don't want him as a full-year starter. 48 and I don't minutes think, a game. right? And I don't think that Jaron Jackson Jr. can play the five. I don't think he's displaying the ability to play the five. For he's going to have to. Time. He's going to have to, and it means we're going to get out-rebounded every game because he plays still like he's on four, and he hangs out on the see. perimeter. Yeah. Where, yeah, so like I'm— not looking forward to that, but uh, the Wimbenyama regular season debut tonight. It's uh, gonna be he's gonna be the he's gonna be the goat. Wimbenyama's gonna be the goat.
1: My hot take is that he's actually not gonna win rookie of the year, Who? and that Chet Holmman is gonna win rookie. of the I'm Year. I'm wet
2: for Chet as well, but like I okay. think that. What do you have?
0: He had that Liz Frank mis- midfoot injury. That's really hard. I figured to you would sympathize with him. Yeah, I had that one. Uh, it's it's hard to come back. He's from good, that but one.
2: like so is so is Scoot. Yeah, Brandon Miller's overrated though, and what he did is way worse than what John Morant did. Free John Morant.
0: Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, Wolf. So, my take is a little bit different. Oh, boy. But it, it's about football this time. Okay. It's kind of like a hot take. But the past two weeks, everyone's been going in with like the team of the year and then they lose. Two weeks ago, it was the Eagles Last and they lost. Last the week, Niners. it was the Niners. <laughs> this week, I think the Ravens lose to the Cardinals. Everyone's I been, actually do too. Everyone's been riding the Ravens this week. And I'm like, this could be a Josh Dobbs week. They have nothing to lose.
1: Where were you when Josh Dobbs beat Lamar Jackson? And my
0: anything but Vandy in this is essentially that the teams that win in October and November, like, there's such, it's, yeah, it's such a long season. You really can't overreact. You don't know yet. It's kind of like matter. the NBA. Like The Chiefs right, are still the best teams team that Atlanta, are winning bro. right now. Not we sure. don't know. The, the Chiefs are still the best team. The Chiefs,
1: the by the way, have pretty much the exact same team they had last year. Except, oh, they have one of the best defenses in the NFL, too. And the be- Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. And before we end,
0: let's do a quick hotter-than-chicken segment. And who wants to start it off this time?
1: Okay, since we're following this off with anything but Vandy, I'm going to make a hot take that doesn't have to do with Vanderbilt. Yeah. And seeing as I'm the one who produces this, I think it's acceptable for me to break this rule. I'll also allow you guys to break the rule. Um, I think the Orlando Magic are going to be a top-six seed in the East this oh. year. Just hear me out. Hear me out.
0: Who's even their Franz best Franz Wagner
1: is a dog. He He's going to take a third year jump. Paolo Banchero, however you want to pronounce Bancero. it, is sick. He averaged 20 and 7 as a rookie. They, by the way, started 5 and 20 last year and ended 29 and 28. Like that was like the yeah. second half of the season. So they had a good second half. Wendell Carter, Markel Fultz, Suggs, Big Markel They Fultz still have guy. Jalen
0: Suggs? Yeah. He's solid too. They've
1: got a lot of good players. I think they're actually going to be like kind of like a young upstart type of team, kind of like how the Cavs were last year, but not quite as good.
2: Okay. Uh, is it even a hot take to say that the Mavericks implode and they don't make the playoffs? No, they suck. It's still a hot take because they still have superstars.
0: They still have Luka. <laughs> and <laughs> and they Kyrie.
2: Kyrie. too. That's the problem. <laughs> they have Kyrie. Uh, and Derek Lively was a bad draft pick because uh, he wasn't even good in college. Um, I don't even have... NBA takes, uh, the Nuggets are going to win the championship again because Jokic is the best player in the world. It's not even going to particularly I be can't close. believe he was ranked know. number one. The Suns are overrated. Um, yes,
1: facts. Josh Okogie is starting for them right now.
2: Joe Maz will not be the – okay, Josh Okogie. You're making easy. so many hot takes. Joe this has... is a one hot take. We're at no, 37 no, 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 no. minutes. Joe Maz like will not be the Celtics coach next year. Mm. Uh, the T-Wolves are going to be pretty decent, and mm. the Pacers will be a top six seed out of the East, and Tyrese nah. Halliburton will be an all-NBA player.
1: Tyrese Halliburton is already an all-NBA player, but the Pacers take is terrible. You know who just
0: got... Things. So um, Aaron Eastman, former Vanderbilt Commodore, got a $33 million deal for three years. And that's a lot for a guy. I know he didn't he didn't get a lot of playing time with Boston. Not at all. I think Indiana's a great place for him. It's a young team. He's getting playing time and eleven a year for someone who who who's solid but didn't show that much in Boston and he's been he was in Indiana for a little last season. He really he got a great deal. And I know how much NBA deals are going for. I think that's a really solid eleven year for Aaron Naismith. Um just Thanks. to to close it out, hotter than chicken segment, I think I think um Ken Seals does not throw an interception against Ole Miss.
1: I don't feel like that's that hot of a take, it's but pretty
0: hot. Fair enough. Um, anyway, thank you all so much and we, we look forward to coming back and, and speaking football, soccer, and all Vanderbilt sports next week.